right. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> so uh, obviously this is a little bit different. <clears throat> so uh, I'm going to introduce our panel in just a minute. But let me just start by saying thank you guys for being here. Uh, Memorial Day, again, <clears throat> for me, I served in the military. I was, well, we call it the military. It was the Air Force. I know some of you guys don't think that's the military. I know. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, I'm also very, very thankful for this day and always remembering <clears throat> the price that people have paid for me. That's a really big deal. And I often think, you know, when we celebrate, I used to think when we celebrate by having a, a cookout, you know, it's like, is that really the right way to celebrate Memorial Day? And, uh, and that might be questionable to some, but the reason why it's so powerful, <clears throat> excuse me, is because uh, we celebrate those freedoms and the fact that we're able to do that and celebrate it in freedom is the price that was paid. And it's a price that was, is worth paying. That's why we, Karen was praying over the, the military personnel who are serving today. Uh, when we signed up, uh, somewhere in the back of our mind, sometimes in the front of our mind based on what's happening, we know the potential that, uh, uh, of the cost that is involved in serving. So I just wanted to say personally, thank you guys for serving. Thanks again. We can never say thank you enough to those who paid the ultimate price, but thank you guys so much for your service. Thank you guys to all those who support um, the military and lean into that. It's not a small thing, so thank you guys for that. So this morning we have a panel. In just a minute we're going to show you guys a video because we actually have another couple who also has some uh, testimonies very similar to these guys, but they couldn't be here today, so we just wanted to make sure that we got some information from them about what has happened in their life. So part of the, the, the panel today is we're going to sh share some testimony about what has happened in these guys' lives over the last year or so. Um, actually, for you guys, some of you guys, even longer than a year. Um, and part of it is about the long haul. And so we often, all, all of us have challenges, we have obstacles, um, and we see them often overcome in the Lord. Um, if you've been around church for a while, you know what a testimony is. We share it all the time. It's a, it, because of God's nature, he does not change. It's a promise because he's done it for them, he'll also do it for you. He's no respecter of persons. So it's a promise of God's nature and his kindness and his heart to do for you what he has also done for these guys. But often the question comes up is, how do you do that? How do you, you know, we hear testimonies and oftentimes we're like, yeah, you know, these guys, obviously they're serving the Lord and they got it together and, you know. All that, well, that's not often the case. <laughs> None of us have it that together. And so we're going to talk through some detailed stuff today and just bring out some of the ways that these guys and others have brought themselves, seen themselves through the long haul, see God work through the long haul. A lot of it has to do with endurance, seeing the promises come to pass over a long haul, over a time frame that sometimes the circumstances are telling us, you know, maybe you haven't heard from God. Did God really say is often the lie that the enemy has. So uh, we're going to talk about how to persevere in the circumstances and the challenges and the obstacles and ultimately how to see, uh, how to overcome those obstacles in the Lord and how he's done that. So I want to read a scripture before we get started. This is Romans 8, 28, just to kind of give us a launching off point. This is in the New Living Translation. It says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. There's another version in the, uh, that's a, also a, a it's not a translation, but it's a, um, it's a paraphrase. And it says this, it says, We are conscious that all things are working together for good to those who have love for God and have been marked out by his purpose. And so we're going to talk about that and kind of wrap up with this scripture again as well. But let me just say about the, the phrase, works together. Um, it says, We are conscious that all things are working together. All things. That's the whole, the, the picture is God is working behind the scenes and ultimately he's going to work out 
for the good, for those who love him and are called according to his purposes. But that phrase, work together, when you translate it from the original language, is more than just what it seems. Let me just kind of give you a picture of it. It says um, it means to create and eliminate, to place and replace, to connect and group, to interrelate and intermingle, to shape and forge, press and stretch, move and operate, control and guide, arrange and influence. And that's the short version. (laughs) So God is in control um, as long as we make sure that we are doing, and it says, called according to his purposes. It can't just be willy-nilly. We can't just decide, hey, I'm going to do this, you know, outside of the way God works, outside of the way he designed us to work. It's not going to happen. If you want to see things work for the good, it's going to have to be within the context of how God caused us to do that. And we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Um, The other thing is this. Um, So often we hear the phrase, we see this, I preached a whole series called uh, Facebook Theology. And it's often taking verses out of context. And one thing you hear people say is, well, what's meant to be is meant to be. I mean, you guys know that's a big, fat, hairy lie, as we say, right? <laughs> and, and the idea behind it is, well, things just happen, and, you know, if it, it was meant to be, is, it's a terrible theology, and I want to challenge and push back against that. So often when we push into the calling and the promises of God, and we see pushback or we see challenge or obstacles, many, many times we've given up. And then we ascribe to God, God, you didn't do it. Your character is not good. You, you were not faithful in the things you promised me. And I just want you guys to know, 30-something years of ministry and serving the Lord, that's just not the truth. He is always, always, always faithful. Amen? So we're going to watch a quick video of a testimony of Ed and Chris, and, uh, and then we're going to come back and introduce the panel and get started this morning. So let's take a look. I'm really happy today to be able to share with you some things that the Father has done to bless us in our life. Um, I was looking for new employment because the funds I was making was not adequate to support us in the things that we do with our life and ministry and work. Uh, So I went out, got two job offers, and went faithfully to tell the employer that I was working for that uh, I would be ending my employment with him that pay week. So uh, they came back and ended up offering me more than I would even expect that they would even offer me. Uh, they, they gave me company vehicles. They gave me um, paying my medical insurance so I don't have to. And so they gave me a, a raise on top of it as well. Um, we, um, <clears throat> and during this time, my wife has- uh, I've been uh, looking for a job and they're, they were hard to find and I finally just kept putting them out and I went and asked uh, Winn-Dixie, I applied there and they came back and gave me a a good amount for salary, more than I expected and asked me if that was okay and I said yes, I've done my training and I start in the pharmacy at Winn-Dixie on Tuesday. And this goes to show you that the father can give us what we have to overflowing more than we can expect sometimes. Because uh, in our minds, we perceive something some way and God will show us something even better. Amen. That's great, isn't it? So let me introduce, uh, that's Ed and Chris. And uh, again, they were out of town, so we, or we'd have them up here as well. 
But let me introduce the panel. This is Rodney. Uh, you might have seen him earlier. Rodney and Kristen McCormick. And then this is Totsky and Kathleen Kurohara. Um, these guys have been here for quite a while. These guys have been here, I think, what, eight a year? Okay, I was, I was thinking, wow, okay. So uh, long-termers, Totsky's been around for a while. Kathleen, of course, married into the family, <laughs> our family. Um, <laughs> these guys connected, and uh, there was an immediate connection with these guys, obviously, in, in worship, and uh, obviously Totsky serves the worship team as well, and they've all served in different places. I think, Kristen, you're working in kids' church and ministry, that, that kind of stuff right now. So everybody has served has continued to serve um, amazing uh, men and women of God, so we're very thankful for you guys. So let's, let's start with the McCormicks, and if you would just share a little bit about your family and about the journey that you guys have been on, and then we'll do the same thing for the Kuraharas. Like Dave said, uh, my name's Rodney McCormick, this is my wife Kristen. We got three beautiful girls, Kenzie, Kenley, and Paisley, and they, you've probably seen them, they run around everywhere. Um, but we, we started coming here about a year ago. And um, we, we just started to, we've always been in, I've always been around church. I was raised Pentecostal. She was raised Southern Baptist. And um, so we always had an idea of what God um, kind of was about, you know what I'm saying? And I've, I've always served in worship teams and played music. And, um, but there was something different at DCF. And we immediately connected with Dave and Karen. I mean, they took time out with us and really got to the heart of who we were. And we started leaning into leadership. And um, Chris will tell you a little more about that. But it just, within a year, God is just doing so much. And it's because we've made the choice to not fit God into our lives, but revolve our lives around what God's doing and leaning into the things he's calling us to. So. So a little bit about our testimony. About eight months ago, um, our youngest daughter started having some health issues, um, seizure type stuff. Um, and I was working full time. He was home. Um, and me having a medical background, we, you know, d had a lot of prayer time about whether that was the right situation for us with Kenley's issues. And um, lots of prayer and um, but in order to do that, you know, obviously you have to have a certain amount of income because, you know, bills have to be paid regardless. And, um, Lus leaning in here and him listening to what God told him randomly one day when we were at Allen and Diane's led a, him to a job that was allowed for that to happen. And, if it had not have been, we feel, for leaning into the leadership and being part of the community of DCF, we may have missed that. Um, but you'll hear more as we go through. Cool. How about you guys? A little bit about your family, who you are, and a little bit about your story okay. in the last uh, year or two. Um, my name is Tatsuki Kurihara, and then uh, this is my wife, Catherine. And uh, we have uh, two beautiful daughters and a mother. Uh, here, uh, as a member here, and most of you guys might be know, but like uh, online and then new, uh, we kind of uh, married in almost three, two years, a little bit, <laughs> three years almost. It's good to check. Tom. Yeah, it's always good to check. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, but ever since uh, I, I'm working. Uh, 
how to say longer day and uh, long week and weekends. So uh, it's hard ourselves to have a uh, uh, time. But like, we know that once started in a family, we prayed about every year that what this family needs to be and uh, what God has for us. Uh, plan of our life, and so was in uh, uh, all the all the family members. Uh, we know this couple years is a uh, kind of foundation. We we make the foundation of ourselves as a uh, husband and wife, also uh, uh, our childrens uh, together. Uh, because I have one the previous marriage, that I have one uh, daughter, and then after married, uh, we have one daughter together, and. Uh, so that foundation to be uh, together, of course, we need to invest, uh, uh, of course, the time with God and time with us as a family. But because of my work, uh, it's not allowed me to be at the house or being with them, with me, myself, together. You know, like a tired and then do not. My physically there, but not... Uh, <laughs> All together, <laughs> so that's that's the uh, my part that having how to say a journey that we had and then prayer that this couple of years that are how we can manage together and then being uh, making a foundation that what God asked to establish ourselves of this season. And you want to touch it? Sure. Um, pretty much what he said, um, because he was working so much, um, mom and I worked together a lot to shelter the house. Um, in many ways, I felt in the last two years, it was I was married to my mother-in-law, um, just because Toski would just slip in and slip out. And sometimes when he was there, like he would hit a wall and fall asleep at the dining room table in the middle of eating. Cause, and it wasn't like he wanted to, it was just... He was worn out. Um, it was like 60, 60, sometimes 70 hour work weeks. So it was a lot. Um, and just looking at the character of God, um, that was, I knew in God's heart that that was not what he had for Toski, um, to work so hard and not enjoy the gifts that he's given us. So um, I really started wrestling with God. Like when, because um, when we first got married, I was in school full-time and working full-time, and then we had Aya. And so after Aya was born and I graduated and the Lord gave me another job, um, our focus immediately shifted to Toski. Um, and because we both knew that that was not God's heart yeah. for him to work so much and not be, a, be able to participate. It was a slavery mentality in a survival mode and that was not the father said so. that's good and so both of you guys were um, looking for work and um, less hours more money mm -hmm. um, that kind of stuff and then um, also just more focus on family which is huge obviously a huge biblical value so um, were there some times maybe when you felt like circumstances um, challenges the challenge the promises that you guys had so maybe uh, give an example of what that might have looked like? Well, for me personally, <clears throat> I'd always worked my whole life. I've, I've been working my whole life, ever since I was about 14 or 15 years old. And uh, I've always had the mentality of, I'll take care of it, 
I pay the bills. I make sure everybody's got what they need. My dad always worked. I mean, he was it's just how it was. But he was also a great father. I love him to death. He's my dad. But he wasn't home a lot because he was trying to provide for my family. And when I we had Paisley, um, I immediately knew I'm not going to be that way. I'm going to be involved with my family. And so Christy, she's so supportive in everything I try to do. Um, I've always been really tech savvy, and I've always been really good at just stuff on computers. And I always knew there was a way to make money and afford ourselves the time that we needed to raise our girls right and to be involved with our church. Um, So I took a year off and pursued my music and some online ventures and, and some other things, and they didn't work out. And so the, the challenge for me when I knew I had to go back to work was, wow, God, did, did I miss it? What did I do? And, and we don't always get it right, but it's okay because God, he, he'll help you navigate that. So um, at first, when I first went back to work, I was a little, I was super happy and super excited to be able to for her to be back home with the girls because I wouldn't have been able to handle Kenley in her state. I would have freaked out. I'm a dad. I'm not a mom. And I'm not a nurse. So I'd have been freaking out about things. I'd have been trying to, you know, cast demons out of the house and everything else. It would have been, it would have been a, big, a big ordeal. But uh, thank God being connected to the community and being connected to people like Travis and his family. And, you know, we were able to have an opportunity for her to come back home and make that transition really easy. So the lies were... You know, I told you you weren't going to make it. You're not good enough. You can't own a business. You can't do this. You can't do that. Um, But it's not always what we see in the moment. It's about big picture. You don't know how you're going to get there. But when you dream about things, God is going to fulfill his promises. So I just leaned into that and and held on to it and stepped up and did what I had to do. So, How about you guys? Oh, I'm sorry. You want to share something? Go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, for me, you know, where... You know, the opposite side of that. You know, I had I was working for my mom who owns a pawn shop here in town and I was working 50, 55 hours a week, every week. Um, so it was, you know, the enemy telling me, you know, you're not there for your kids. You're not there for your husband. You're not maintaining your home. You know, you're not doing what a wife is made to do. And, um, and I believed it for a long time and I let it get to me. And... Um, and, you know, we started, you know, in October when Kenley started getting sick. We, you know, we started praying then, I mean, for months, you know, where's the job? You know, when am I going to get to be home? When am I going to get to do what I'm supposed to be doing? And it never came and it never came. And But at the right time, when it happened, um, it was exactly when it was supposed to happen because it happened the end of January and we went to Birmingham in March. And the medicine they started her on, there's absolutely no way he was going to be able to be there for her and um so i mean it was in exactly in line where god had it that's good how about you guys um time when you felt like circumstances challenges the promises from god and maybe some examples or an example well i was uh i think a length of time that we know that uh promised of god that uh, we will have something for the next step, which is my job to be lined up to step in so that m- more, uh, how to say, I can be the husband and then lead of the house so that I'm, I'm 
together to listen everybody and then listen to God and then decide together to move on to the, you know, wherever God takes us. But it was, I'd say, a long time away of mm, praying, seeking, and then counsel with the elders and to assess ourselves. But in the course of the time, of course, you know, like I apply some of the places. Some of them are like a first uh, interview went well and potentially might be hired, but like a, some other candidate was more or, you know, those things happens. And several occasions that feels something that we grasp it, but like it was not. They start to feel, mm, you know, uh, am, I, am I missing? Like I should stay where I am and then like maybe couple years and try again or you know that 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 is my battle myself that what I'm doing at the company that I was serving at the time was you know like I know everything what I I need to do so it's it's you know comforting to me too to the just work there but I know that that's getting you know that company's breast and they have a a lot of work that's good things but like a contrary to that like what we are called to do and uh, the things that we we know that a god wanted to ask to be into is not there because i'm not there as a physically and mentally so that lie that like hey you stay and then you know it will open so stay longer and you know being comfortable you're getting that you know, 15 years already doing it, you can do it more. <laughs> that, that kind of thing yeah. was a really, really battle for me in the course of like a two, almost like half, one and a half to two years to kind of battle that. And then uh, meanwhile, I'm battling that. She has a different view of the battle. <laughs> <laughs> I guess those pass off to me now. Um, it was... Um, it was really a struggle because I felt in many ways he was just comfortable being there. Yeah. And um, it's just easy. And my husband, I love him for it. He can just be content in anything. Like, he finds contentment even in the worst circumstances. Me, I am not built that way at all. <laughs> <laughs> and there was many contentions in our marriage because I was like, Lord, did I even marry the right person? Like, I was just driven crazy um, because I missed him. I wanted him to be a part. And for me, um, as most of you might know and some of you guys don't, but I lost both my parents in my childhood. And I wanted my children to know us and yeah. to have that headship because when you lose a parent or a loved one, it shifts everything, no matter what age you are. And um, I want that for my children. I don't want them to go through the grief and overcoming so much that I had to overcome and my family did because yeah. I lost both my parents. So um, it was just very like, Lord, really a struggle like okay we would get there and it would fall through it almost came to the end that I felt like we were stuck because um, Toski didn't have a skill he didn't have a college degree you know and everything that's going on in China like people assumed he was connected to it even though he had been here for a long time because they didn't understand 
they just looked at him or heard his accent. So uh, there is that prejudice here, uh, whether we want to admit it or not. Mm -hmm. So there was just really a lot of challenges that were stacked up against us. But knowing the heart of the Father, we were like, okay, what? How, is this our journey? Is this what we wanted? Or is this really who he is um, in his character of wanting him to be not just slip in, slip out, but to be the leader, to be the head, to be a part of us, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's really good. So um, you guys kind of touched on this. Both of you uh, couples touched on this a little bit. But how was uh, time a factor? So um, obviously, I think you mentioned two years in the, the journey for um, pursuing a new job and, you know, changing the fact that you were almost, even when you were home, you were so tired and worn out that you were basically not there sometimes. Um, and then same thing you, for you guys, you had a total switch of, you know, okay, you'd been home with the kids and you were working and then, um, and that season passed and totally turned that around the opposite direction. And so that's, yeah, so that's a lot of change fast for you guys. But, and same thing for you guys, you know, the long haul, um, so often there are disappointments. Like, Tatsuki, you were saying, I, I, I would go out and I would apply for a job and it would seem, you know, promising. And then, you know, someone else would, was either more qualified or whatever. And then they would take that and it would be obviously very disappointing. So maybe touch on the, the time factor a little bit. We'll start with you guys. I think with us, it wasn't, <clears throat> it wasn't necessarily a time factor because, like you said, things did happen really, really quick yeah. for us. But I think it was because we were both, we come from being, kind of church hurt, but we always knew in our hearts that God had a bigger plan for us, more than just what we had grown up in and, you know, doing the mundane day-to-day, -day, punch clock with somebody. And I mean, it's, and that's not a bad thing. People are called to do that. But for us, I think that as a couple, we understood, okay, we have to do this together. We can't do right. it separately. So the unity, I think, is what played a big part in how yeah. quickly something happened for us. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't think time was really a... Okay. I mean, it was... It took time, but it felt like it was moving. Yeah, it, okay. it took a little bit of time, but it felt like it was moving quickly because we were really kind of in a lot of counsel with you guys, mm -hmm. a lot of counsel with David Woodham and the eldership team here and Alan and Diane. And so things just... It was almost like God was keeping us busy while he was working. And we let him, you know, and for so long yeah. I've always tried to control everything. So, because it was easy for me to just go to work, kind of like talk, it's just easy. Yeah. As a man, it's just easy yeah. to go to work, make a paycheck, you know. Yeah. Um, but when you start leaning into the things that God has for you, it, it's almost like He gives you some busy work. And right. a lot of it has to do with yourself and your spouse and your family. And sure. so it wasn't, time wasn't really a factor. I think it was more just a lean in for us. Okay. You want to share anything? Okay. How about you guys? How was time a factor for you, for the Carraras? Obviously, it was kind of the long haul. Yeah, it is. Uh, as we mentioned already, like two years mm -hmm. seeking this. And two years, not two weeks. So. No, I just well, want to be clear. because No, not two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, two, when things, everything yeah. happens. Sometimes we say the week, word year, but... and it just kind of goes over like two <laughs> years <laughs> is a really long yeah. time. It's like it you said, we've been time. here a year, and it's like. <laughs> right, right, okay. Especially, how to say, how, how can I say this? Kind of, you know, like, get used to the microwave generation mentality thing. Yeah. Like, you know, 
like we prayed and then you know reading a scripture and then uh, promise the word that are spoken over through that as well as the leadership and talking pray together and then some of the, us has a word for us our situation and then those are line up everything and then those things that already God was saying hey you going to next going to the uh, you know, one time yeah. has a, a promise that uh, to saying like pushed, and then it will be open. Like you know, sounded whoa, yeah. If I could, you know, put an application, it's gonna be, gonna be good, right? But like, uh, it's not. Like, a, <laughs> I mean, literally sending applications and then like literally trying to the uh, places that. How can I say this? Uh, not only like I I can do it, but like a, you know, like a. Probably my characteristic is sort of be person built is suitable, so I can you know being hit the candidate, not you know, especially I didn't go through any training for certain things, and what I'm doing that at the time the job is not necessarily other company can hire for it. Mm -hmm. Right. So skill you know faithful and then you know teachable. And then work well, efficient. Those kind of characteristics there that if they see me, but right. you know. So point was the time. Yeah, time gets gets uh, to the question more, and then wears out to the vision that I had. In that, I think the scripture talking about the uh, if vision was not fulfilling the. And then like it wears off, and then like a kind of people will be perish, and yeah. then that feels like that in a, you know kind of coming to the uh, especially some some of them are certain promises like almost oh yeah it might be this it might be this kind of feeling there. If nothing hits, you know, well we try again, but like something and and fail back again. Yes, <gasps> disappointment. And then fail back again, and those wears off with the time kind of factor was kind of pressure for me and probably yeah. for her. Oh, um, I think you really covered it, but it was pressure cooker for me because um, it was hard. It was just getting really exhausting and emotionally and spiritually because we were going through a lot. Um, and to have you know, this was one of many things we were walking through, and it just felt like it wasn't going to happen. It, it really felt that way, and I want to emphasize it felt that way. Right. Um, it was a feeling. It wasn't truth. Um, so that was the hardest part, is, is, um, is learning to trust again. Yeah. Learning to trust um, my husband, or you know, because I had been married before, so it, to learn to trust again that what my husband was saying he was going to do, yeah. and what the Lord was going to do in our marriage, he was going to do in our marriage. I yeah. don't know if that makes sense. It does, yeah, and, and I think you guys, I think both of you guys, there's a couple, and even and Chris, uh, we're talking about this as well, that uh, there's a scripture that says that God blesses the work of our hands, and so often I think we hear you know, uh, we've grown up in church or I've heard it uh, the wrong way and we say, well, God's going to, you know, God has these promises for us, whether it's in scripture or whether it's a prophetic word over us. And then the tendency, if we're not careful, is to do nothing. Right? It's like we're waiting on the promise. 
And, and uh, I think the scripture always talks about, you know, waiting on the Lord is not sitting still doing nothing. It's kind of like waiting tables. You know, it's, it's actually serving the Lord and, and giving, like you guys, you know, both you guys as couples, uh, God blessing the work of your hands. So you were moving. You were doing things. You were testing the waters. You know, going down this road. Okay, that's not it. Now back up. And then recognizing when the frustrations came, um, you have to hold, go back and hold on to the promise and question it. You know, there's nothing wrong with questioning going, did I really hear it or did I hear it accurately? And I, I love that you guys, both you guys as couples mentioned getting ministry from, from other people saying, hey, this is our perspective. This is what we feel like the Lord is saying to us. What do you guys think? And I think that's a, a big quality. Maybe speak to that, like how, how uh, your church family and just other believers kind of, you know, helped you guys along this journey. Go ahead, Rob. Well, when, I, uh, when we first came to DCF, I told my wife that I wasn't getting involved in anything. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm not doing it anymore because I had come from... <laughs> I'd come how's that, from. How's that working out for you, Rodney? <clears throat> but what, what's what's incredible about that is, I mean, obviously it happened anyway. But God had a calling on her for children, and He's always had a calling on me for music and some other things. But I was so hurt from uh, the leadership of another church I went to. Um, that I was almost disgusted. I was like, that's not how it's, that, that can't be right. I said, so I'm just not gonna, I'm not getting involved. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a good little boy and just go to church every Sunday and I'll say hey to a few people. But next thing you know, it's like, I got a bunch of aunts and uncles and fathers and mothers and <laughs> I don't know what I would do without, without DCF. I don't know where our family would be without DCF and without the council that we get here and without the leadership. And it's, genuine and it's true and there's I've tried they know all they've seen me in all of my glory trust me <laughs> there's there's not really a whole lot I mean they've been carrying them in our house a few times they've seen the chaos with the three kids in a small little cracker box house I mean <laughs> they've seen it and they've never judged us um, no one here has ever judged us and so I think it's a testament to how safe it is to grow in a place like this when the community and the leadership is so on point with what God's doing in the ministry of your individual life and what, what exactly God has called you to do and how they pour into that. So that's good. And for me, like a lot of the struggles that I had when we first started here was just insecurities that I've had my entire life. You know, you're not good enough. You know, you're not as thin as this person. You're not you don't have as much education as that person. You're not going to make it as far as somebody over here. And it did not take me long to realize that in this congregation, that's not, that's not the case. And, you know, back when we did small groups earlier this year, I did one with Karen about identity. And that was a huge, huge game changer for me because it taught me to see myself how God saw me and yeah. not how I saw me. And that was, that changed a lot for me and how I was able to be there for my family and just in general for me because now I'm starting to see who I really am. How about you guys? How did uh, community help you guys? Okay, so I just got nominated first. Um, <clears throat> it was huge. Um, we had a... I had a tribe of people that I could 
vent to, complain to, um, scream my frustrations, and just pray and come aligned and speak into. Um, as well as I know that Toski and I sat down and we uh, sought Dave and Karen for leadership and just what do we do um, through the disappointment? Because um, we didn't know what to do. There was at certain points where like, I told Toski, I was like, I tried everything that my own father had taught me. I don't know why it's not working. Because um, my dad had taught me how to get a job and keep a job and to do it for longevity. Um, so it was just frustrating um, time and time again. But we leaned in um, constantly coming up for prayer and just working through um, my fears and his fears and our insecurities and questions and doubts and um, and leading into what the prophetic voices are of the house. Um, and that had been spoken over Toski and I, which confirmed to what the Lord had spoke to him and I in secret as we were seeking the Lord. That's good. Yeah, mostly said. And uh, But my part is the uh, wisdom from the leadership and then the people I speak and then the counsel over uh, from uh, getting... Uh, you know, those counsel and a word. And, uh, of course, like a, a biblical counseling uh, and then good wisdom from the uh, word as well as a, uh, a prophetic words over, that's really kept me focusing on God, the, his promise first, not the circumstances to be, you know. Because, like, a, those two years that I was kind of mentioned it, how to say, like, like a Peter's with a water, walking on water, and then Jesus said, hey, come on. So that's where the should be enough. Because he's walking, and then he said, well, come on. And he's not going set to the, set the Peter for the falling off to the water. Right. So, okay, and then I trust him, and I eyes on him, and walk. He could walk, and he could might be coming back together. But because of the circumstances, and he feared, and then water, you guys know about this story, same way that because of disappointment, because of things that even I know he said, and that I know that grasping that, and then that should be, and then nothing should be, you know, move, moving. But I, could, I can submit that idea that I might not, or I can submit and decide myself that I'm not to do that. Even he said it, you know, like submit other ideas. Then I'm agreeing with not what he said. And that point, like, you know, how uh, encouragement from the, those uh, that spoke over me, uh, that encouragement has kept me to that one goal that God says to the next step that uh, he has for us then time factor that matters. When he opens it, it will yeah. open it so that you, myself, needs to be aligned and then kept, kept going. And then that word is lined up for the other people speaking over to us. Then the trust that God is speaking through that, our body, and then that, that, that we are on track. And if we are on track, then I, 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 I'm, I know that I could, uh, people were speaking over to us to suggest. And one of the suggestions, uh, 
actually was the you know Devin Karen uh, having one idea, and I was contemplating ideas first. I received it because of contrary that what I was thinking, but when we uh, again to meet and then uh, submit to the leadership and asking that to pray together, seeking that, and then same time I'm mentioning again on that idea, we actually put that idea to different prospect, they would uh, do it, and actually that was a key that everything moved on. So, so that's that, you know, those uh, wisdom and uh, the people who are literally hear from God for us, and that can be really trusted, and then the being together and then moving, they, you know, everybody that who speaking over to me, they literally uh, love me and then concerned about the situation, and then uh, not just uh, you know say something the lip service, but literally uh, telling us that hey, this is for you. That I feel like you got said, and then that's really helpful. Mm. So, is that an yeah, question? That's I good. Guess? So, you want to oh. share? Go ahead. Uh, all the while, while we were seeking the Lord, we heard nothing, and that was the frustration of it all. I think because we both knew we heard from, we can hear God's voice, and we weren't. All he said was, be still. And we were like, like we were frustrated. Like, yeah. okay, what does that mean? What do we do? And now that it's happened, it makes sense. But we were frustrated because we couldn't hear God's voice. And correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, but I, I believe there's a, in scripture, it says that there is reward when you listen to people who's over spiritual authority over you. Sure, yeah. So when we couldn't hear, we leaned into people who could and who could speak into it, and the Lord would bless us in our obedience, even though we couldn't hear. I, I don't know yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, it does, and I, and I think that's a big part, um, you know, because the danger is, you know, you just blindly follow spiritual authority, and you guys mentioned have, having come from a place in your past where that didn't work out so well, and so, I, you know, I don't think it's ever blind following, you know, uh, uh, Bible talks about if, if, you know, if you if you're following blind people, everybody falls in a ditch, the guy leading you and you, right? And so I, I think there's a beautiful picture of you'd heard promises from the Lord, and then as perspective was added, what it really did was clarify and affirm and confirm what the Lord has already said. And so I, I love the idea of this as a navigation over the long haul, which means it's not like, oh, I heard the Lord and I ran did it. Let's be honest, those are the easy ones. I mean, we're super clear about what the Lord's given us. Those are the easy ones. What's challenging is when, I think, for the most part, in my experience as well, is when it's, you're, you're moving forward, but you're not seeing completely what you think you ought to be seeing. And so some of that is the Lord sometimes is changing our perspective. It's helping us to understand him more, to, to be honest, maybe even about our motivations and those kind of things. And so I think you guys have done a great job of sharing that. Let, let's kind of wrap it up with this question. Um, so both you guys, both as couples, including uh, Ed and Chris, uh, we're pursuing really big changes in your life as, as families, jobs, uh, which all of you guys have come through and stepped into that place where you're seeing God fulfill, he's fulfilling the promises that he's made you. So some people, and obviously you guys have promises that you're still going to pursue, of course, 
Uh, but in this scenario, um, some people are on the front side of some of these promises and have not seen the breakthrough like you guys have seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, how would you encourage somebody in that situation? What would you say to them as we kind of wrap it up? Well, I would say with this scripture, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans <clears throat> for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. For me, I've always been a very impatient person. Like, I want it now. I don't want to wait. I don't want to go through the line. I don't, I like self-checkout. I, I just, I want it now. But the hardest thing for me has been the journey. But submitting to the journey, knowing the promise at the end, we don't have to know what it looks like in the middle. Um, it's funny, she's got a blog called The Dash, where I was always talking about the stuff in the middle. But we don't always know what the middle looks like, but if you hold on to the promise and submit to your leadership and submit to the things that God has put in your life to help you navigate that, those promises will always come true. Yeah. And it doesn't always look like what we think at first because our minds are really carnal and we think about things that are you know, tangible and stuff we can put our hands on right now, but the things of the Lord are so much deeper than that, and that's what encourages me to stay the course, I guess. Kristen, you have anything to add? Um, all I would really say is, you know, make sure that you're, you know, building relationships because if it hadn't have been for our relationship with Dave and Karen and Alan and Diane and Dave and Callie, I mean, I feel like we would have missed the mark a lot in the last couple months. And, you know, not just that, but, you know, everybody says, well, read your Bible. Yes, obviously that's a given. <laughs> but, I mean... But, I mean, not everybody hears and learns the same way. And I think you need to figure out what is your way of learning. For me, like when I'm reading my Bible, journaling, I have a, like he said, I have a blog that's Christian-based that is basically talking about life. And, um, you know, a lot of what I'm you know, writing about is stuff that we're walking through and stuff that my family's walking through and the way that God is showing me the correct way, I guess, is the best way I can put it. Um, But find out what works for you. It may just be turning on worship music, and that may be how you connect. It may be, you know, just being still in the Lord and listening to what he's saying. Um, But I think, you know, I would encourage you to lean into the leadership, lean into the congregation, and just lean into the Lord and what he has for you. That's good. How about you guys? Well, uh, kind of touched it, uh, but uh, I don't want to beat the hum on it a lot. But uh, first, making sure that not uh, what, what we are pursuing is not uh, our idea, our desire only. That's, that's if that's so, that we we need to uh, recheck. But if that's not the case, then that God in it, and then God is guiding, and then that's a promise that you heard from Him, and then uh, know that shadow it out, He's guiding that. Then do not sway left or right, but I could that promise when he said it that settled so we we set the course on that of course like uh, how it happened on 
our situation actually not how we think that happened. Right. Is that okay to share mm -hmm. that real yeah, quick? Sure. So point was conventionally submitting the application, hired, and then get more money. Yay, praise Jesus. That's what I thought. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> that was not the case. The, the suggestion was, well, right now it's like 15 years I'm working, so I'm getting quite amount compared to the starting out, right? So, and also over time and stuff, so that that income and the matched with an outcome, but like going into and doesn't have a, uh, some credential to start out that, that much amount, then outcome need to be looking after. So that's the wisdom that we have that counsel one of the way. And then things that need to looking at that like what we can cut it as in the excess or something that we can uh, outcome to be off. Those, uh, you know, like a really good uh, counsel that if we do not have a, uh, uh, those uh, wise people who are grounded onto the Bible, that uh, if you do not have those counsel, we might not look, look, you know, looking after that. But we did, and then I come down to it, okay, let's, uh, biggest one that we need to do is sell a house is probably the good idea. So that's the point that we, we prayed about it. We felt both peace about it. We put that offer. But uh, also, when we got the house back then, we also prayed and then uh, where you wanted to, us to be plugged in. It's not, the, oh, I like this house, or oh, that's cool, you know, that this is a good district. No, not that kind. We literally pray for that. Where the neighborhood you want it to, us to be plugged in so that we can have a, uh, your uh, yeah. influence Spirit. in that land that you give us. So I felt that, you know, like we, we already prayed, and then uh, that's the house that we are, you know, having at the times. Then... I thought that was in, that's it. That's God gave to us. Like, that's going to be a house. So that why we have to sell? But like, little did we know that because of a house market was yeah. up, and then the more uh, if we sell that time, then uh, we'll have a, a equity to yeah. to do things that which I do not know that. In Japan, that's not the mindset that we have over there for the house setting. So that's totally different system. So, oh, okay. And then, so that God wanted to actually set up to the some uh, uh, some of the some uh, lump sum to the invest next house. That's that's what that was. So and end game. That's what's happened. And uh, put because we put up the sale, the uh, where I am job right now, actually, they are the pest control uh, company. they wondering why we are selling the house. And then we kind of casually chit-chat them and then talked about it. And then little did we know they are looking for the person <laughs> that who are working and then like a phase-free work and then like a efficient and all the, all the, the criteria that like a, they are looking up about me personally beforehand. And, but they don't want it to yank me out from the another job that I'm in. 
but they find out I'm, I'm looking for, so they pursued me. Yeah. And then they ask me to come to the interview, not that I'm pursuing them. <laughs> so be still and then know I am God. Yeah, it's and good, that's, that's actually the word that we received in uh, first it. in uh, uh, this year. <laughs> and then, okay, be still. But like, uh, we probably submit, that's you know conventional mindset that we, we trying to do, knocking the doors. But because what we did in the council, uh, speaking over to us and then put into the uh, plan, because of that sign that people were approaching me to be hired, uh, hiring process, and then like uh, that, uh, and how to say that happened in one, only one week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The week yeah. going into the Easter, the Monday morning we asked, uh, Monday that we had a, uh, what was it? Like a, uh, yeah, like a, that uh, company is actually giving us a, the, you know, offer. And then this is the amount that we can give you in the best. And then I know that's not exactly what you're making right now, but I would like you to come if you can agree. So we talked about it, we pray about it, we peace about it, even if, how to say, regular way to say pay cut, but still that we can work about and then uh, we feel that this is God gave it to us that opportunity. So we took it Tuesday morning on my break of the last job, uh, 8.30 or so, and I called and then 18 minutes later, <laughs> Rialta called me, uh, called and texted us saying, hey, person who look at the house on the Monday last night, they wanted to seriously want to buy the house and then like a house was up to the sale from the February. So that time is like almost like, a, uh, yeah, it's like it's two, three months. And then uh, our two, three blocks, then house sell the five, six houses, the same similar plan and the same, almost same amount. They're left and right sold and the hours are left three months and then like what's going on? Like a whole house is not good, <laughs> you know? But that happens, and then like, they, they seriously offered it. And we took the offer, but now what? We need to live somewhere else, so we, we need to find a house. So cut to the shoulder. Then uh, day after Good Friday, I was look, looking for the house, and then at 6 in the morning, somebody put up the house onto the website to say in a cell. 6.15, I watched it. We talked about it. We liked it, we, we saw it and everything. And then ended up that night that our offer, Sarah was took our offer and then we, we find a house. And then that house was actually uh, what we uh, future wanted to do yeah. for the yeah. things. Everything was set up because that couple really worked on it and then did that to like a gardens and uh, fruit trees and then like a chicken coop and then what we kind of, yeah, later on, That's like good. we want to do those things. And then that, that was there already set up and then like a really uh, good neighborhood. And right. so like everything was already put up, like literally be still. And then what he does, he did it everything like a, in a week. Yeah. So, good. and then of course, like, a, you know, Resurrection Sunday, we celebrate 
for him, but also like what he've done on that week. Literally, that's what's happened. So the so that my my encouragement is that if that's a God, and that it will come, don't don't sway the left and right, but like literally focus on what He said and His promise, and then like believe that, speaking into it. Also like being with a a counselor of like a, who you can trust and the leadership that you can trust that, uh, and then ask the wisdom that you might not uh, see. So that you can have multiple counsel and you can be win. So that proverb is talking about it will become, you know, come to the uh, game here. So that's, I would uh, encourage you guys to do that. Quickly and we'll wrap it up. I think that what's important important to note, um, one of the biggest things that you and Karen started speaking into us is not us not being our source. Right. And so when we leaned into that, I think that that's why things went as quickly and have, have worked out sometimes down to the wire, yeah. but have literally worked out because we understand that we're just conduits and we're, we're not our source. So it's not really necessarily money or um, a value, you know, a monetary value put on something. But when we realize we're not the source, that he's our source, truly, not yeah. just say it, but we really realize that things move faster and you realize what God's doing in the background. Yeah. So, yeah, I love it. It's, it's you know, there's something that we should be doing. You know, God blesses the work of our hands. The challenge is you can't do what only he can do. And once we understand that and lean into that, we see success. So as we wrap up this, uh, this morning, in just a minute, we're going to give opportunity for prayer and ministry uh, to everybody here. Some of you guys are uh, in, in the midst of some of these same challenges, and, and hopefully some of, the, uh, some of the ministry here that they've shared will it's resonating inside of you. And if you would like prayer this morning, um, our team is going to be up here in just a minute. But also we're going to ask these guys if they would stand up here at the front as well. And if you'd like for them to pray for you, you know, and, and tell them, again, maybe some specific things that you're looking for. And uh, trust that the Lord, again, the testimony from them is that God would do it again in your life. But let me just wrap it up with this. Uh, back to that scripture we shared. Uh, We know that God causes everything to work together for the good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Um, Two things. One, the words work together are present action. And what that means is that all things are continually working together for your good. God's always doing it. Behind the scenes, you heard, it's like, oh, that's, you know, in the perfect timing. It's like, well, what was happening the week before? God was still working. And so part of that is just navigating it. And then the lastly, um, in the original language, this, this scripture is really interesting because it talks about a limitation in this particular verse that these guys have spoken about for the, for the whole time. And you can see it in the original language. The way the sentence is set up is this. The clause to those who love God is on the front side of that sentence. In other words, the, 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 the sermon, I'm sorry, the message is a sermon. The scripture is a sermon that says, Let me start with this. If you want to see things work for good in your life, you have to lean in to his purpose, his plan. And and both both couples, and even uh, Ed and Chris mentioned this, that they leaned in and said, Lord, we don't want to do what we want to do. These guys sold a house, right? That they'd heard God say, this is your house. They'd watched the promise of God give them that house. And now they have to sell it. And it's like, God, are you taking away the house? And the Lord's like, no, I'm taking you to the next step with a different house. And I love that they had to discover that and walk through that, navigate it. But because they've submitted themselves to the Lord first, 
then they see the breakthrough. And I want to just kind of leave you guys with that. That is the beautiful picture that God has. We always say it's all going to work out in the end, and that's just not true. The Bible says very specifically that God has designed this world and that if you submit to him and his process and who he is in your life and you seek him first, the Bible says, then everything that you have need of, you'll see it come to pass in your life. Everything that you need, God's going to work it out for your good. And so I just want you to be reminded that you can't do this in a selfish mindset and just say, I want things and God's going to make it work. He's not our butler. Amen. We, we submit to him. He does not submit to us. So keep that in mind. But let me just kind of close in prayer and just pray over us as a congregation. So Jesus, thank you so much, first of all, for these couples that shared um, just the testimony, Lord, of their willingness to submit, um, Lord, to your wisdom. Lord, their willingness to change their mind and see a different perspective. Lord, to submit and to, and to literally rethink things. Lord, let their mind be transformed by the renewing of their minds. Thank you, Lord, for their faithfulness. Thank you for their example. God, pray we pray their, your continued favor and blessing on their lives. And Lord, as, as we struggle, and some of us are in the same place, Lord, that you would use this message today, um, these testimonies, to just remind us that you are for us and not against us. And Lord, as we submit ourselves to you, Lord, the Bible says the enemy will flee. We submit ourselves to you. We resist the enemy, it says in James, and then he will flee from us. So thank you, Lord, that you bring the breakthrough, but you've called us to submit ourselves to you to see that happen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So if you need prayer this morning, we'd love to pray for you guys. These guys will be available as well as our ministry team. Otherwise, have a wonderful, wonderful week.